Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast, episode number 107 with Porter Rapali from Pronto. Uh, so this episode is exploring uh, the human side of digital learning and ways that we can help facilitate that for students uh, and faculty, just creating learning environments that are more dynamic and um, engaging and allow for everyone just to communicate with each other easier. So i um, been a big fan uh, of Pronto since last year uh, when I uh, initially kind of discovered it at a conference. And I'm going to speak a little bit about that and learn more about uh, Pronto, the work that uh, they do, uh, Porter's journey, and just uh, kind of holistically about uh, all the work that's happening right now in digital student engagement. So uh, super great episode. I appreciate Porter's time. Uh, so uh, a couple of uh, quick reminders. So we will be ending this season of the podcast uh, on December 2nd. That'll be the final episode. Um, and we will be doing a Q&A for that episode. Uh, so I will be posting on social media, uh, soliciting questions. But yeah, just hope to get some great stuff from folks to make that a really cool, unique episode. Uh, also, there is another sale going on on our merch store. Uh, find a link to that in the show notes for this episode. But um, there's gonna be a bunch of great sales going on uh, through the end of this year. And uh, there's another one happening. Uh, if you listen to this one as of uh, it posting on November 4th uh, through the end of this week. So definitely go check that out. Yeah, so I think uh, those are all the housekeeping things that I wanted to mention here uh, for this week, but just appreciate everybody's uh, support as always. So after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number 107 with Porter Rapali. This episode is sponsored by Degree.me, a one-stop college research tool for students. If you work for a college or university, you'll want to learn all about their ability to connect you with the right students at a budget-friendly price. To find out more, please visit Degree.me slash H-E-G. Yeah, I'm uh, so excited for today's episode uh, to talk about a tool that I got turned on to a year ago, got a great demo from folks uh, from your team. Um and it's just something that I'm so grateful for the opportunity to give some space to talk through and highlight here on the podcast. So, uh, Porter, thank you so much for taking uh, time out for the show. Uh, we will get into everything and start out as we always do. If you want to introduce yourself uh, and give a little uh, overview of your professional journey and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah, no problem, Dustin. Thanks for thinking of us. I'm excited to be on here. Um, yeah, so... I mean, my, my professional journey isn't an elaborate one. It's, it's a pretty straightforward one with a little bit of luck that got me into the situation where I am today. Um, so I, I got my undergrad uh, from Weber State University, which is in uh, just north of Salt Lake City, about 30 minutes north of Salt Lake City, Utah. And I studied uh, business uh, with an emphasis in marketing. And after school, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I just sort of took the first job offer that came about, which, which happened to be a, it was a sales job down in Phoenix, Arizona, where I was working for an industry that had absolutely nothing to do with higher education. It was, uh, I was selling industrial manufacturing equipment to warehouses. And um, I was there for about four years. And I didn't love the industry that I was working in. I didn't love, I wasn't passionate about the products that I was selling. Um, and it got me just really sort of reevaluating what I wanted to do. Um, ultimately, I, I knew I wanted to go back to school and further my education. Um, and then I had also always had interest in, in working in some capacity with um, teaching and learning in some capacity. And so 
um, I had heard about a company called Instructure, who you probably know as, mm-hmm. as Canvas. Mm-hmm. You're all familiar with, with Instructure, I'm sure. And um, I decided to move back to Utah and get my master's in business. And while working on my master's, I started exploring Instructure and Canvas. This was uh, back in 2014, I want to say. And so they were just starting to like really make some leeway in the higher ed space. And um, they were obviously um, pretty well known in, in Salt Lake area at the time. And so I started exploring them and then ultimately um, came over and I was working for Instructure for about three years while I was getting my MBA. Um, finished my MBA while I was still there. And um, while I was there, I got introduced to Pronto. And uh, Pronto was there. I'll get into more detail here in a minute, but they were building a communication tool. They had just built like a very basic version of what it is today. And they were wanting to break into higher education. And they wanted somebody to come over and help with those efforts. And so I happened to know somebody who uh, was one of the founders at at Pronto and um, he connected the two of us and we started working together. And what they were looking for was very much in line with what the schools I was working with while I was at Instructure were were asking for on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, long story short, we decided that it was a good fit. I came over, I've been here for about three years now and, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. And it's always, uh, yeah, cool to hear obviously just unique journeys. And I think just the, uh, I don't know, existential searching that you kind of went through to find, yeah. uh, what kind of resonated more with you. And, um, yeah, I know, you know, Pronto is doing really cool work and I know, you know, there's sort of the, um, cause I don't know why my brain just kind of thought of this. Cause yeah, like, you know, in structure and obviously canvas being, you know, what most people know them for, um, just this kind of behemoth in the, the higher ed world, you know, a lot right. of people have interacted with it in some way. Um, and Pronto kind of plays very nicely with uh, Canvas and just sort of, you know, that uh, integration. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just, it was just sort of like a natural progression from there, but just yeah. like right now kind of building upon uh, the experience that you had there uh, to continue um, the work with Pronto. Um, yeah. So, yeah, before we get too far, like just so people understand, yeah. uh, if you want to explain briefly about what Pronto does, like the, the tool and the platform and everything, um, and uh, yeah, then we'll go from there. Yeah, for sure. So it, it's really not a whole lot different of a tool than probably the different communication tools that, that you and your audience are familiar with. So think of the different social media chat tools. I mean, you can even think of things like Facebook Messenger or Slack or WhatsApp or GroupMe, all these different types of communication tools. Um, But the difference is Pronto was built for education and it integrates directly inside of the LMS. So um, Canvas, for example, Um, we integrate with all the major LMSs, but um, since I came from Canvas, I'm going to probably default to talk about them. But Canvas, for example, so if you're inside of the LMS Canvas, Um, there's lots of different sort of disconnected and disjointed ways to communicate through the LMS. You know, you've got a discussions tool inside of there. There's even a chat tool built inside of Canvas, but it's, um, well, to be kind to my former employer, um, I won't get into too much detail, but it's, it's (laughs) it's very, very antiquated to say the least. 
Um, there's like an announcement feature in there. There's all these different communication aspects to the tool, but none of them are built in a way that students actually like to use. I mean, y- you think of a student's um, experience outside of the classroom communicating with individuals, they never go through these formal communication channels like you do inside of you know the LMS. And so what we've done is we've taken what feels very familiar to the way students like to and prefer to communicate with each other. And now we've just plugged it right into the LMS. And so Pronto is a mobile first uh, communication app. So we work on Apple and Android devices, um, but we also plug right inside of the LMS. So if you're on the desktop inside of Canvas, you basically see almost like like a Gchat a little chat box at the bottom right where you can participate in discussions with your classroom, with your teacher, with your classmates. Um, Maybe it's a study group that you're working on. And the nice thing about it is as you navigate to different areas within Canvas, that chat experience carries over with with you. It doesn't go away. So like if I'm in a discussion forum inside of Canvas, I may be replying to a certain topic, but the second I leave the discussions page, uh, that discussion goes away. And then a lot of times uh, with the different chat functionality inside of the LMSs, um, you only see up to the point of where you join the conversation. Pronto, it's a continuous conversation that carries both before and after you leave. And as you go and revisit the chat tool, um, you're able to, to view the conversations that took place before you joined. Um, the other really nice thing about it is Pronto automatically syncs all of your courses and all of your groups um, just by virtue of logging into Pronto. So, for example, if I'm a student and I log into the Pronto mobile app, and let's say I'm taking four, co- four courses at my school, um, I am going to see a list of those four courses listed out with all of my classmates, all of my teachers. Maybe there's a TA inside of all of them. I'm connected Mm -hmm. with them on day one without having to share my personal information, without having to search for any classmates or my teachers. And in addition to that, if I'm inside of any groups within the LMS, so let's say my teachers added me into a study group or a group project, those groups will automatically be created through the Canvas integration um, for me to be able to start chatting with my groups and things like that. So yeah, I know that was really long winded, but essentially it's just a it's a 21st century way of chatting with your class and with your teachers. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, I mean, I think it, it was very comprehensive, so I appreciate that um, because I think it's my brain just makes it make sense in the sense of like uh, it being like essentially Slack, but kind of just like natively and dynamically embedded into the LMS because I think, you know, highlighting that it's like, well, there are ways to do many of these things in an LMS like Canvas, but yeah, it's kind of very disjointed or just not very intuitive. Uh, you know, and often, yeah, students do not enjoy uh, utilizing those things, but the idea of they're having, you know, different channels, you know, just kind of different, you know, streams of conversations for these groups and courses and things that uh, any particular student is a part of, uh, it just reflects in a way, like you said, that is, that is so kind of paralleled and mirrored on uh, any of those number of other uh, platforms that people use to connect. So um, I know I was just so impressed when I uh, saw it for the first time because it, it does solve for that, you know, being kind of just omnipresent, being, you know, just kind of more dynamic and natively uh, embedded versus having to like click through, you know, and try to just navigate the maze of uh, any particular LMS to find, 
uh, these things. So certainly, uh, yeah, major kudos uh, to you, to you and yours there at Fronto. It's, <laughs> it's just a, you know, it's cause it's like simple in theory, but so kind of, uh, and I feel like this will be the word I keep saying, you know, just so dynamic in practice, just to allow for these, you know, conversations just to kind of just happen more organically. Yeah, exactly. And one one of the one of the really interesting things is a lot of times when you talk to professors, you know, sometimes these professors are not overly tech savvy and they start getting intimidated when you say things like, oh, yeah, real time engagement platforms and mobile first. And they start thinking, oh, my goodness, are my students going to be chatting with me at all hours of the night and I'm not going to have any free time and my phone's just going to be buzzing 24 seven. But what we found is that um, it's actually decreasing the amount of communication time that teachers are having to spend communicating with their students. And the reason why is there's, there's so much more peer to peer learning that takes place. Um, A student, for example, if, if a student, without having Pronto, has a question about anything, maybe it's an upcoming exam, probably what the student is going to do, again, thinking if you don't have Pronto, they're going to shoot an email to their teacher and ask a question. Hey, I've got a question about this specific topic. Um, It's probably going to be a pretty formal email that comes over um, because email is typically treated as a pretty formal environment. The teacher will maybe see the email right away, but more than likely not. The teacher will probably see it later on and then when the teacher responds to it, again, it's going to be sort of this formal, long explanation. With Pronto, it's so much less formal. And so the same scenario, a student needs to ask a question about the upcoming exam. They go into Pronto, the classroom discussion, and they quickly post, hey, I've got a question about this specific topic. Does anybody have any thoughts on this? Now, the teacher doesn't have to be the one to respond to that question, whereas normally they're having to reply on this long email. The teacher may be there as sort of like a monitor of, of the, the discussion forum, and they may see the question come in but not answer right away and wait for a student to chime in and answer the question and um, make sure that you know correct information is being shared. But the amount of time that the teacher is actually having to spend responding, we've noticed, has gone down significantly, which opens up a lot of free time for, uh, for the teacher. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause that's definitely like a philosophy I have is like, if you have a quick question, like just ask it to me. And if I can give you a quick response that like saves you a bunch of time or just like frustration or confusion or having to delay, you know, doing something, just having that ability to be more uh, responsive. That, and it's definitely like, you know, for those things, because I think like you said, it, it, it that's going to be something that comes up so frequently. It's just you know, a student asking a faculty one of the some sort of question that's going to take probably five minutes or less for them to you know uh, solve the student's problem, and just yeah. allowing for you know something that's like a little bit more, um, like you said, mobile first, or just you know just I don't know, like versus having to like go through any of the other communication platforms on an LMS or you know via email, or just everything else is just going to be like you know uh, drowning out you know, just a quick student question, um, just having a people go through chat could be, you know, just better served there. Yeah, um, exactly. And, uh, well, no, yeah. And I mean, and it's also just like, I mean, th- there's the whole just sort of like social aspect to it, I think too, that just allows for, um, you know, students to connect with each other and, you know, just build kind of camaraderie and community and, um, certainly, you know, uh, faculty and staff can be, you know, a part of these things as well. Cause I think I see a lot of use case for like, you know, um, 
just like advisors or like success coaches or something, you know, to like be in this platform and just helping to facilitate, um, you know, the sharing of like helpful resources or just sort of like, you know, um, just understanding kind of like what's, you know, on students' minds or what's, you know, what's being talked about and those sort of things. But, um, you know, because I, 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 yeah, I just, I could, I could just see like the role of like a moderator, maybe, you know, like just like somebody who's in there to just kind of like, you know, uh, be supportive of, you know, uh, jumping in to answer a question that a student might have um, to just, you know, be plugged in and be helpful and, um, you know, just not miss anything. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I know that, you know, you've all have been at this work for uh, some time, but uh, certainly, you know, as with many tech uh, platforms and uh, organizations and things, I'm sure uh, the ongoing pandemic has reshaped your work in some fundamental ways. So yeah. I'm just curious, you know, how this current climate has shaped the work of your team to maybe, you know, uh, do some completely new things that you weren't predicting that you might need to do or accelerate other things that you were working on. I'm just, yeah, just curious what, uh, it, what's maybe come up over these past several months. Yeah, it's it's been interesting because you know, we, we are constantly preaching remote learning, you know, use Pronto Mm -hmm. because it will help you with, you don't have to be in the classroom. You can be doing stuff from your house and still be just as effective. And then, but we weren't actually practicing what we were preaching at the time, right? Because our our CEO, he, he's kind of a, or he was kind of a butts in the seat type of person where it's, you know, I want you guys in the office and I want you working um, face to face and yada, yada. Yet we were selling this, this digital uh, engagement platform. And so Mm -hmm. when COVID hit, it was sort of like, okay, put your money where your mouth is. Let's see if this actually works. (laughs) And um, Zach, our CEO, I think he was a little nervous about everybody going remote and staying productive and staying effective in their, in their respective jobs. And, and so everybody went remote, you know, back in March when, when COVID hit and we're, we're still remote today. Um, and quite honestly, we have not skipped a beat and we use Pronto as our primary communication tool, uh, both internally and, and sometimes externally as we're meeting with, with clients outside of our organization. Um, and it's really changed uh, Zach's perspective on remote learning. And as a matter of fact, he's come out and said, you know what, like I was not expecting us to be this productive working remote. And so now he's totally shifted where he's saying, even when coronavirus is completely gone, we are going to move to a sort of a permanent hybrid learning, or I guess a working environment where, Mm -hmm. you know, I may have you come into the office once or twice a week or something like that, just for you know, camaraderie and seeing face to face and whatnot. But by and large, uh, we're going to be remote moving forward. And so it was really eye opening for us and really cool for us to, you know, we've been talking about how Pronto helps you do that, but we hadn't actually practiced it. But now that we're practicing it 100%, um, it's, it's sort of like confirmation that what we are saying actually works because we do it every day. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I mean, it's one of those things, I mean, I can understand where it's just like, Oh, I've got to like, you know, see it to believe it. Like it it just seems like such a foreign concept really just be like, I mean, just completely remote team. Like nobody's like, no, (laughs) it's like, you know, then you see, and it's like, Oh, okay. All right. Now I get it. And I mean, I, I definitely agree too. I think there's definitely a lot of value for kind of that, that hybrid model for, you know, uh, 
organization, you know, employees to be uh, sort of taking the best of both worlds and, um, you know, finding those times, whether it is on a, on a weekly, monthly, you know, basis or like a quarterly basis. Cause I know like, you know, in my role, we, we do, tr- uh, you know, before all this, we did t- tend to try to uh, get our small team together and larger teams or the whole company together kind of intermittently, like on a quarterly basis, at yeah. least, uh, yeah. you know, sometimes just for kind of, you know, fun for its own sake or just, a, you know, some fun and, you know, work and those sort of things. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely does help to build bonds that way, but, you know, day to day there can be, um, spaces, especially depending on what any individual person has going on. And then, I mean, definitely like the sort of higher, higher levels, like once you are a completely remote organization or a mostly, mostly remote organization and just being able to like, you know, recruit and retain talent, you know, uh, and all that sort of thing, but it's also just like, maybe we'll get there. You know, you don't want to like rush somebody into it. It's definitely a yeah. big paradigm shift, but, um, well, I guess something to clarify too, because I know you, you said that you've been, uh, you know, your, your team is actually using platform to communicate with each other. And I know what sort of helped inspire me to reach out, to talk through with you all, uh, on the show here, uh, recently was seeing that you all have built out a like video chat platform that you can just like pull up and like connect with somebody, um, you know, just on demand. So I'm curious because, you know, again, I'm assuming you are using this to communicate with each other. Was it sort of like, oh, can we build this for us? And then realizing like, oh, wait, well, this would be useful for for everybody. Like, do you know, I guess sort of like what the genesis of that idea was like and just talking through, you know, just the functionality of that tool a little bit. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, the, the feature that you're referring to is called Pronto Meetings. And it's, it's a, yeah, just like you mentioned, it's a video uh, streaming functionality type of a tool. So sort of like a conferencing tool uh, where where you can go face-to-face with an individual or with a group of right now we support up to 20 people being able to be live at the same time and then up to 400 people being able to watch. Um, our organization is a lot smaller than 400, so we, ne- we never quite get to that point. But some like lecture-style classrooms, they're, they're really mm-hmm. big. And so it helps for those, those types of uh, classes. But um, as far as sort of why we built this, uh, we actually have had a video, we called it live streaming. Uh, we've had live streaming around for a long time, um, but it was a pretty basic uh, video live streaming type of a tool. So um, you could basically almost think of like FaceTime on the iPhone. It mm-hmm. felt like FaceTime, but you could have multiple people in there. And it was enough to satisfy what most teachers and most students were looking for. So they were looking for, uh, you know, a video tool for office hours and maybe for um, small group projects and things like that. But um, what sort of inspired meetings to be built, which is just a far more robust version of our, our original live streaming tool, was just the feedback that we were getting from schools. Um, you know, since since COVID hit, I don't remember what our actual percentage of, of an increase is, but when COVID hit and the schools that were using Pronto um, we noticed looking at the data that our video functionality had just like, it was something like 5,000% increase in usage. Like, I don't remember what the numbers are. I'll have to look into that and I can maybe get back with you on that, but some crazy number where, um, you know, before everybody was using tools like zoom and, and I think, you know, most, most schools typically are, 
but for very informal type of scenarios where, hey, a student just has a quick question, boom, I can go live inside of Pronto because I'm already chatting with that person. Or mm -hmm. um, I'm, a, I'm a student working on a group project and I'm chatting with my classmates. Ah, this would be better if we could just quickly go live. I don't have to send out a calendar invite. I don't have to include a link. I don't have to have anybody like enter a passcode. It's literally one tap of a button in the middle of us chatting back and forth. Boom, we're live and we're chatting with each other. And so we saw that that had gone up so incredibly high that we were like, man, maybe we should spend a little more resources to build this out. And then we, we basically just worked with a lot of our schools uh, that are using Pronto to give feedback on, hey, what would you want with if we were to make this more robust? You know, what features would you want? What do you not want? Um, and, and we took all of that into consideration. And then we have a phenomenal product team over here. And uh, they, they knocked out basically what meetings is today in about three months. And so it's a, it's a fairly you know, basic conferencing tool if you think of it in comparison with like a Zoom or a WebEx or things like that. But it's just such a more um, simple tool to use. And um, they did an awesome job. And it's the feedback that we've gotten so far has been incredible. Yeah, that's so great. Um, well, I think there's uh, something to be said for like simple and lean uh, platforms because I think, uh, yeah, there's just always that temptation to keep cramming in like more functionality. And, yeah. um, you know, there certainly can be some utility there, but, you know, it just ends up being like really clunky or crammed or just, you know, kind of sluggish. Um, and I'll give a shout out because I've been using it for several months now because uh, I record a lot of uh, podcast episodes now on a platform called uh, Zencaster, which is a super lean audio only, you know, platform, which we're on right now. <laughs> um, and it's just the idea that like it just does the few things I need it to. Like yeah. I don't need, you know, anything too complicated. So um, there's definitely just such importance for that. And I feel like even still, because obviously so many institutions like have gotten like, you know, institutional Zoom licenses, licenses and it's super helpful for, you know, faculty and staff to have all the uh, functionality that they need to do, you know, webinars and different things. But, you know, it's almost like in tandem with that, just again, just it being like so like right there on demand jump. And like you said, like that also it's sort of like a yes and versus like an either or thing, I guess, you know, yeah. like, uh, so I, I think just the way that you framed it is just like, just that ability to do it and not have to like, yeah, like kind of fumble your way towards having a conversation, uh, virtually, you know, face to face over a video call. Um, yeah, it's just so important and, you know, really will continue to be, um, you know, with, uh, online learning. Yeah. Um, so I feel like I've kind of been like hyping you up and stuff. And obviously, you you know your work better uh, than I do, but I'm, I'm, I just love it so much. But, um, you know, for you and, you know, in the way that maybe you're you're talking about it with, you know, institutional partners and everything like that, you know, to you, like what resonates about making this work so impactful for students? Because I, I feel like I kind of get it, but I'd love to hear kind of how it resonates for you. I think most people understand that the more a student is engaged with, each other with their teachers, their classmates, um, the higher chance that that student has with uh, having a good experience and then ultimately uh, completing and being successful in that course. And so for me, what's been really, really impactful seeing is we, we've gotten such cool 
feedback from teachers and from students about how Pronto is literally changing their students' lives because when, you know, when everybody went remote, you know, that everybody probably in the entire world was going through some pretty difficult things, you know, like mm-hmm. emotionally and physically. And, um, there was a lot of stuff going on and, um, what has been the coolest thing for me to see is how Pronto has helped even during this remote environment, add the human element back into the class. Um, I had one teacher who, who sent me this long email. Uh, it was a school in California uh, that I was working with. And he sent me this long email about how Pronto has, has really, really helped during this, this remote environment. And one particular story that he shared was um, with a, a, a young lady who was taking his course. And when COVID first hit, you remember how crazy the stores were. Everybody just went and just wiped them clean, right? <laughs> there was, you know, everything. The toilet paper was gone. Right. Um, well, this this young lady, she was a new mother and she had a, a brand new baby. And one of the things that got wiped clean was baby formula. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, oh my goodness, like I need to go and just stock up. And so she wasn't able to feed her baby. And so she, you know, through, because Pronto had become this place where the classmates would just go in and just like support each other and share information back and forth. Somehow it came up that this, this student, uh, you know, wasn't able to get her hands on baby formula. And then the teacher said instantly within three minutes of her sharing that information, there were dozens of messages uh, you know, supporting her, but not only that, somebody had reached out and asked her, you know, what grocery store are you closest to? And he, he had figured out, you know, somewhere where there was baby formula. And he actually went on, purchased formula for her, sent her an address and said, there's baby formula waiting for you at this location, go pick it up. Mm. Um, so it was such a, like it added such a human element to this difficult environment. And that for him, he said, you know, Pronto has been fantastic for, you know, the engaging deeply with content and allowing people to discuss, uh, you know, class material. But he says, what's been more important to me that I've noticed is Pronto has added such a human element to the classroom. And that was just one of the examples that he shared. He actually went on to share several, but um, that I think is the most impactful uh, part of Pronto or side of Pronto um, within the classroom is, is sort of the human element that it adds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's powerful and certainly resonates with me as a relatively new parent, um, yeah. as, uh, just, uh, how meaningful that would be to see people show up in that way. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously people just have the willingness to help when they can and, you know, being able to give kind of modalities for them to, uh, connect and certainly, you know, build the, rapport in the community prior to, you know, any of these times where it actually might be uh, needed is, is just like, you know, so valuable and so important. And, you know, this makes me think of my next question, which I've been asking a lot of people and I'd be very curious to see how you mm-hmm. take it, you know, cause I think, you know, a lot of this was accelerated, you know, a lot of these efforts into digital community building were accelerated by uh, everyone quarantining all institutions going remote learning. Um, so, 
I know that there's going to be some people out there that are like, well, we're only doing this because we have to, or like, you know, we made this investment, but you know, we may not be able to do it long-term or, you know, this, this tool was free, but once we have to start paying for it, we're not going to use it or something. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, like, what are your thoughts on like, you know, making sure that institutions and faculty and staff and, you know, just all across the board, like all these strides that we're making right now in digital community building, you know, how do these things like stick and continue, you know, after everybody comes back to campus? Cause again, there may just even be like, it's still there, but it kind of has fallen off in terms of, you know, the activity or something. So what are your thoughts on that? I don't know if that's something that's kind of come up um, on your end, but I, I feel like I'm thinking about it all the time yeah. uh, just because I'm, I hope everybody like sticks with this. Like these things are so <laughs> valuable, whether it's for online students or commuter students or adult learners, any of these things, you know, these, these platforms are so impactful. So, you know, the, the idea of consistency and follow through, you know, once uh, everything gets back to quote unquote normal, you know, uh, what are your thoughts on kind of that, that follow through with these different uh, digital community building efforts. Yeah, I mean that's the that's the million dollar question, right? <laughs> How do we get people to keep using Pronto after life gets back to normal? Um, and honestly, I I I don't see the demand for a lot of the digital learning tools going away anytime soon, and that's mostly been based off of what I hear from schools. Um, like you said. COVID, all it really did was expedite the demand for the tools that they knew they already wanted. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, every school that I had worked with prior to COVID hitting, you know, there's always a, a group of individuals. They're usually like in the ed tech learning department or they're in the distance ed department or whatever it might be. And there's usually like a group of really innovative teachers that sort of fit into this category. But um, it's not like when COVID hit, all of a sudden, uh, these teachers were now saying, oh, I want these types of tools. These teachers have been asking for these types of tools for years um, because you never know, you know, what, we're, what type of situation we're going to find ourselves in. And COVID obviously was, was a, is a pretty crazy experience that we're finding ourselves in. But um, all it did was speed that process up. And now it's forced these schools to move forward with basically what they were already wanting to do, but now they just were forced to do it right away because most, most of these digital learning tools, Pronto included, they're not built for solely online learning environments. I mean, take Pronto, for example, like uh, you, if you're in a physical class and you go and you learn from the professor how much work then happens once you leave the classroom? You know, you're putting mm -hmm. a group project. Well, you need to probably communicate with your classmates. And if you could do it in a way where, where, you know, it feels comfortable and it feels efficient and you don't feel like you have to share your personal information and you don't have to, you know, talk to your, your neighbors in class and get their phone numbers. If it's just, Hey, I'm just already connected with everybody who I need to be connected to. Then when I leave the classroom and leave the lecture, I can continue the conversation that took place in the classroom. Um, like the flipped classroom environment is becoming so much more prevalent today, way before pro, uh, COVID hit. Um, and that's the idea of, you know, you come into the classroom and that's where we like take what you've learned on your own and we put it to practice. Um, Pronto really helps that learning outside of the classroom take place because you're able to 
um, you know, collaborate face to face with your teacher or through chat, or you're able to collaborate with your classmates. And um, so I, I don't know if I have the golden answer for, for your question. I think, I think everybody's kind of wondering the same thing, but my gut tells me that um, this is the new normal forever. And I think that digital learning will only become more and more in demand as years continue, whether we're in a pandemic or not. I just think that what we've learned from COVID, like like my company, for example, we never thought that we could be as efficient and effective working from home. And then we, all of a sudden we learned, man, providing this type of flexibility makes my employees a whole lot happier and they're actually more effective. I think the same rings true for students. If we provide that type of flexibility for students, they're going to uh, surprise us with with how um, productive and successful they they can be in their classes. Yeah, that's great to, to know. Is just like that you don't, I guess, get the impression that like people are seeing any of these things as like a band aid, you know, or it's just like, oh, okay, well, you know, we're just going to slap this on and just kind of, you know, uh, make do and then I don't know, go on in some other way. But because um, yeah, I get. I mean, that that's just always. I mean, my sort of gut check here is like it really is and it you know sort of a willing or a proper word choice of just like this is accelerating change that was already happening you know like yeah. that really just like captures it uh well but yeah that other that, thing is just like i guess reassuring too is that like there, there's not going to necessarily need to be some sort of like you know uh seismic kind of lift to kind of get everything over the hump, you know, where it's just like, like, okay, guys, let's like make sure that we keep you, you know, like we're really close and we got to like, you know, push it over. It's like, no, I think there's momentum now. Like it'd be really hard to like take a bunch of things away or like roll a bunch back to be like, no, 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 no. You got used to using this, but now we're going to take it away. Like, like you said, like there's so much utility for any learner at an institution, you know, and increasingly, obviously we have like adult learners taking like some courses in person, some courses online or, you know, you know, just any of this kind of, uh, you know, fluid modality is only just going to become more commonplace as well. So, yeah, I mean, can you, can you imagine (laughs) you're a student and you've just gone through what we've gone through the past nine months and how crazy, let's say you were a, an in-classroom student where you were going to class every day and then all of a sudden everything went remote and your teachers didn't know how to teach online. And so there was this huge like three, four month gap where your teacher's trying to figure it out, where you're trying to figure it out. And there's all the headaches that you had to deal with um, during that process. And now if all of a sudden your school, let's say you get back into class full time and your school says, okay. Well, we didn't learn anything, so we're going to just go back to how we were doing it before. And if it ever happens again, we're just going to have to go through that same crazy learning curve that we went through the first time. Like that's that seems like madness to me. I think every school would be like, okay, we learned some really important lessons here. We never know what can happen in the world. Let's build our infrastructure of our learning environment so we can support it if something crazy like this ever happens again. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, like it just allows you to be more adaptable like it it just can you know uh be flexible with whatever the circumstances or the you know the teaching modality so Mm -hmm. um so i'm curious i mean just anything obviously pertinent to the conversations that we're having uh now you know about digital engagement or anything like that or just any other resources that you feel like have been helpful to you and your work Uh, anything that you'd like to give a shout out to that we can include in the show notes for this episode yeah kind of the the 
model that we really adhere to is, I don't know if you've read the book, The Lean Startup, mm-hmm. but it's all about, you know, in the past, people would build products sort of like from start to finish and complete the product 100% before they ever roll it out. Um, but what Pronto has done, and Meetings is a perfect example of this, is um, people are just begging for better tools right now, especially in learning. And so we could have, you know, built prompt or built meetings and waited until we had all of the functionality that we ultimately want to build. Um, but I'm glad that we didn't because we built basically, a, again, going back to the lean startup, the lean startups um, model of building tools, we built a very lean product um, that was super simple, super easy to use. Um, and pretty basic. And then now we're taking the feedback that the schools are giving us and we're just going to continue to enhance it and make it better. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think that's, that's one of the philosophies that we really try to uh, live closely with. And then, I mean, we have some different resources on our website that you're welcome to check out at pronto.io forward slash education. And then we're always interacting with people on our, on our Twitter page. Uh, which is at try underscore pronto. So yeah, we're always trying to take feedback from experts and digital learning and, and take that and apply it to our product. Awesome. Um, yeah, we'll definitely have ways to uh, connect with pronto and all your resources and uh, that book uh, just cause yeah, I mean that, that definitely is something for me, like coming from a campus and now working with campuses is kind of just like a fundamental difference. I think of just like, building and creating things i think there's definitely i mean i think somewhat of a paradigm shift happening at some campuses with this as well but like yeah kind of just being like let's just get version one out like just so we can be there be used and then you like get feedback and improve it over time like that is such a refreshing mindset is that you know you're not kind of limiting yourself uh you know and just the kind of mantra of like done is better than perfect. You know, like yeah. that's been, you know, uh, a great, uh, reminder for myself in a lot of different ways, but kind of uh, applies here as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know you, you all definitely put out a lot of good content like, uh, and, uh, some great resources to check out there as well. So, um, so as we wrap up the episode and, you know, we always like to try to end things on an optimistic note. So like, you know, just any final thoughts you have kind of looking forward, uh, you know, looking ahead with like digital engagement and higher education, the work that you and your team there at Pronto are doing, you know, what, what kind of final thoughts that you have about kind of keeping motivated, keeping inspired and, you know, uh, continuing to move things forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the 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 point that i would just love to emphasize is sort of what i mentioned earlier about adding the human element to the learning environment just how important it is for um, a student's educational experience to not just be based on content um, and the more you know ed tech companies like us but everybody takes that into consideration i think the better off our students will be um, the better off we'll be and just ultimately um, the better uh, experience our students will, will have while they're in school. Um, I would argue that, at least in my educational experience, that learning was, was definitely important for me. But I would argue that the more important part for me was building connections. It was making new friends. It was 
hearing other people's opinions and gaining my own opinions and debating certain topics and um, really just just building connections with each other. And if I'm if I'm doing nothing but reading books and submitting assignments and taking tests, I'm missing out on such an important part of my educational experience. And that's where tools like Pronto really come in. And it's not just Pronto. There's a million fantastic tools out there that really add that human element uh, into the classroom and, um, and facilitate the human side of digital learning. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know if, if that's a, a good final thought, but that's sort of what I would say is, is kind of the, the side of education that keeps us motivated here is just knowing that we are truly uh, impacting students and teachers uh, learning experience while they're in school. Yeah. I mean, that's such a great way to end this episode. A beautiful sentiment that I agree with uh, for sure. And uh, certainly just that idea too of like, people need to be thinking about this, you know, faculty and staff should be thinking about this in whatever way that it makes sense for them to do, you know? Um, and, you know, Pronto, I think is absolutely like a great way to do that. But like, I mean, there's also, there are like a lot of great, you know, uh, other options out there, but, you know, I'm so grateful for you for jumping on the show and sharing all that you did. And, you know, again, we'll have ways to uh, connect with uh, you and the work that you're doing there. So thanks again so much. It was uh, really great to learn more about your journey and uh, more about uh, the work that Pronto is doing. Yeah, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek podcast.